Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Hello, Quitheads. Welcome to another episode of When Can I Quit My Job? My name is Noah. I'm joined, as always, by my beautiful wife. <laughs> life. My beautiful life. <laughs> Wiz. Wiz. <laughs> How are you doing, Liz? Oh, pretty good. Great start. Yep. Great start. Good, strong start. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave that in there. Why not? Why the hell not? Yeah. So, um, just so you listening know, we... Uh, we did actually record a podcast last night, but last night was also the Super Bowl, and I was several mules deep at that point, uh, and we had trouble formulating thoughts and words, and um, so <laughs> we're just we're doing it over. A little while to get around to the point you were trying to make. Yeah, yeah. My thoughts were not well formulated and didn't come out very well, so we're... we're this uh, is a redo. It's a redo. Take well, two. kind of. I we'll just talk about something else. Oh, um, we're really? going to talk about something easy today. Oh, so I just want to do we already did this episode, but it was one of our very first episodes. So figured we talk just a little bit about our land business again and oh, just okay. kind of general overview. Sure. What we do, why we do it and what our aspirations are. So that should yeah. be something we don't have to think too hard about. Right. Yeah, you should about <laughs> you should have thought about it last night. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you're probably we didn't right. have it out on time. Could have been. Okay. So yeah, where do we begin? Do you want to review how you stumbled upon? Yeah, I'll it give that short story. Place? It's basically just I was listening to different podcasts, and I was introduced to the idea of cash flow investing which basically is investing in things that create recurring income for yourself because the you know if you can create cash flow to equal your amount of expenditures then basically you become financially free that's the idea of cash flow investing and so i looked into different things and listened to a bunch of different podcasts about different cash flow investment strategies and through just a lot of study and meditation on the subject. I decided to go with real estate because there's just so many things, endless things you can do with real estate and went down a couple different rabbit holes with that. And then basically decided upon land for the real simple overview of why is doesn't take expertise to start you could if you have no idea what land investing is all about you could probably learn how to do it and start sending out offers within like two weeks nope no problem and uh so yeah you don't have to be an expert you don't have to have a bunch of money and and it also avoids a lot of the hassles of different types of real estate like renters and vacancy and things like that so simpler exactly so that was my uh, well, the 
the pitch that Mark Podolsky, who's the guy that I basically copy his business model, gives is uh, what? No roofs, no rats, no roofs, no rodents, no renters or something like that. So, yeah, you don't have to worry about vacancy and getting people to live there. You don't have to worry about deadbeats living there. Uh, you don't have to worry about fixing anything or you know. less liabilities. Exactly. Exactly. So basically I bought what's called the toolkit, which is all the forms and education you need to get things going. And we dove into it. And in our first year, we it was slow rolling because we both still have full-time jobs and I bought, I don't know, I think I bought maybe six, eight, ten properties that first year or something like that. Oh, really? That sounds high. Yeah? I, I mean... I think we probably bought at least six. should have brought our reviews out for this episode. But anyway, nah, we didn't... We, okay, Whatever. we bought a handful. Yeah. Sold we one. sold one. Uh, I think we technically sold three or... Well, four under contract. Well... One for cash, three for contract, but two were conjoined as one lot, basically. So it was kind of like three sales. Um, and then two of both of the contracts defaulted in the following year. So really only one of those sales stuck. Then last year, we just kept at it, just kept doing what we know how to do. And uh, we ended up selling 30 properties, not bad. And uh, I think... I don't know what we, we probably bought right around that same number, something like that. We have nine properties right now. So, um, yeah, so it's basically the land business is buying and selling land. And are you planning to talk about the steps too? Like sure, kind why of not? what you learned in the toolkit or, or was. Yeah, it's. Yeah, so yeah, basically. You've got to find a county, and there's reasons to pick certain counties. The short story is that you want to pick something out west, like um, in a very low-density populated area. Yeah, we get a lot of questions where we live in Indiana if we sell around here. Like, that's maybe one of the more popular questions we right. get is right. if, we're, if we sell lots, like in neighborhoods and... Um, mm-hmm. like in developed areas and even like out in the country here where we live, this business model is not a good model. Exactly. Um, but so that's kind of the first thing is like how remotely we do it. Right. Like, out yeah. in, like way, way, way out of state. Bumfuck or bumblefuck or bumfuck in Egypt, Egypt, BFE. What? You've not heard that? No. You've never heard BFE? It's all the way out there in BFE? But fucking Egypt? No. no. That it's sounds just, awful. It's, just, it's another way of saying in the middle of nowhere. But anyway. So yeah, the first step is find a county. Then you're going to find, you're basically going to choose an area within that county to focus on. And you're going to try to determine approximately what the retail value of land per acre is. And then you're basically going to divide that number by four and send out offer letters to the owners, which you can get that information a lot of times online from the county website, from the assessor's office, and that's basically it for trying to purchase a property. Then you just wait for people to call you. Some will call angry, um, but 
uh, some people. The the model that we follow focuses on tax delinquent owners who live out of state because those are the more likely to sell because they don't live there and they either are having trouble making the payments or they don't they don't care enough to make the payments so those are like your high conversion rate people but we don't mail that way we just pick an area and mail everybody in fact i feel like we've only bought three properties or something that were tax delinquent hmm. so if we had followed that to a t i don't know we i think we would have had a lot less action yeah i was gonna say is now also a good time a good plug for your patreon voicemail mashup oh yeah so yeah we <laughs> maybe yeah i'll put i'll put the ad in okay, here cool. so yeah well, you get some some nasty calls for sure but hey guys i just want to take a quick second and share with you a new project i just put together this is a compilation of angry voicemails set to some epic music I think you'll enjoy the sample. I think you'll enjoy the full thing even more. Yeah, I received some sort of a purchase agreement. You sent us an offer for $450? You guys sent me a fucking thing about my property. Looks like a scam. We will sell this land when we are good and ready to sell this land. So I'm pretty proud of this project. At the time I told Liz it was the greatest thing I've ever done. You'll definitely want to hear the full version on our Patreon page. Go check it out. Now back to the show. Yeah, then basically you'll get some accepted offers and you basically negotiate with them if they make a counter offer or if they don't, then basically you just have to do due diligence, make sure there's no liens or encumbrances on the property make sure it has access like a road and uh find out as much as you can about the property make sure it uh it meshes with everything you think about land in the area you know make sure it doesn't have like a an old falling apart trailer on it or something like that you know that would be your responsibility to deal with and then once you've secured the property basically sign a couple pieces of paper and the property is yours and at which point you can market it on Craigslist, Facebook, or some paid uh, land sites uh, that sell land for retail value. That's it. Just do that over and over again. That's the business. And uh, the great part of the business is that it's designed to be minimal effort on your part. And they use a lot of the the business model is to use a lot of VAs, which are virtual assistants, which means once you learn a part of the business, it's kind of like the tedious technical part of it, whether it's like how to like posting an ad on Facebook or due diligence or that kind of thing. You basically record yourself doing that as a video to train a VA to do it. And then you hire a VA from sites like Upwork or Fiverr that'll work typically for like two to five dollars an hour doing that for you and then you just outsource it so you basically you learn the business uh, when you're starting but then as you learn what you're doing you outsource it to other people for very cheap and that allows you to scale pretty quickly so so we last year we had gotten to a point where we were selling about three properties a month 
and I had a full-time job, uh, which really was probably about 50 hours a week after commute and everything like that. And I determined that the opportunity cost of what I was missing out uh, in our business was basically equal to or possibly greater than what I was making at my job. So I quit in May. And since then, uh, my sales have been basically consistent with what they were before. So that's a slight disappointment because I would have wanted them to go up, but at least they stayed consistent. Uh, and the way your cash flow builds, obviously, is the more contracts sign, the more monthly, like residual passive income you get. Uh, but those are those aren't obviously forever, uh, like it would be with like renting a house or something like that. But typically, my contracts are four years, which means right now. So, like I said, almost all of our sales started at the beginning of 2019. And so I really only have one year worth of residual built up income from uh, contracts I've signed because all the contracts I have were basically signed last year, which uh, is great. But if so, if you think about it, if they're a four year contract on average, you'll for the first four years, you're building up that residual income. And as long as you're remaining consistent with how many properties you're selling, that number should grow until you hit that fourth year. And then at that point, it should stay the same unless you're selling more or selling uh, more expensive properties or more expensive payments. So basically what that means is right now I'm earning on a just passive residual income from the land business as cash flow, uh, one fourth of what I should be earning if I continue to maintain it, our business exactly where it was last year. So that's just a tangent, but kind of explaining how the cash flow part of it works. Sure. And of course, you always have cash sales as well. And I don't know why, but we have been particularly good at getting cash sales. So you typically expect maybe 20%-ish, something like that, to be a cash sale. Ours is more like 50% which is great because that's what we prefer. Even though when you sell a property for more, when you sell it uh, on terms with a contract. It, so if you think, okay, you have a property, you buy it for a thousand, you can sell it for, let's say 3000 for cash, or you can sell for 5,000 for terms, which is let's say four years. Well, at first glance, you might say, well, I'd rather do the 5,000 because that's $2,000 more obviously. But if you think about it, let's say it takes you I don't know, a month to sell it. And you take your, you do the cash and you get $3,000, which means you can buy three more of those $1,000 properties and you can sell that in a month. So each one of those is $3,000. So that's $9,000 already if you only flip that over one time. So if you take the money from one cash sale, buy all land with it and do three more cash sales, then you've already almost doubled what you would have got from that original $5,000 property that's basically holding up your growth for four years. <laughs> Did I just blow your mind? Yeah, that was my mind blowing. <laughs> so yeah, if you could sell everything for cash, just business would scale so fast. Like even if you're only doubling your money, if you're working it with, you know, four to $6,000 properties and you're doubling your money every month on it, you know, what is it like... Do you remember there's like something like, would you rather have $100,000 or 
you can either have $100,000 or you can have one penny doubled for one month. Like, so each day, like first day you get one penny, second day you get two pennies, third it's day squared, you get four. It's squared, right? Or it's mul multiplied. No, it's just doubled. Oh, it's just doubled? Yeah. Yeah, something. Like, yeah, but it's and the I penny. Think, yeah, yeah. And like after 30 yeah. days, it's like over a million dollars or something like that. Mm -hmm. So if you think of that penny is $1,000 and the days is months, I mean, what would that be if you could? Too much. Yeah. In 30 months, you'd have a thousand million so what's that a billion no yeah a billion you'd have a billion dollars if you could double a thousand dollars every day for 30 days <laughs> or uh every month for 30 months so in three years your thousand dollars would be a billion dollars now the math are on that might not be exactly oh, right, okay <laughs> yeah like, well sure? I, well no it'd be more than that because a thousand dollars so one penny to one thousand dollars isn't a thousand it's a hundred thousand so it'd be a hundred thousand million <laughs> oh so 1000 so it'd be 100 billion dollars 100 wow. billion dollars yeah. in 3 years from 1000 dollars makes that but anyway yeah <laughs> you get the point yeah i get the so point. we're not trying to make 100 billion dollars well i'm trying to make 100 billion dollars but that's not my goal i don't think we will but <laughs> you never know um be the first 100 billionaire on record be cool yeah that i would mean be there's cool. there's a secret trillionaires and everything yeah, hmm? the Rothschilds and the secret families. Oh, secret trillionaires? Mm hmm Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the, the people whose name nobody even knows. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, sorry. Yeah, I guess I was... It, so, yeah, you, you find a county. You find the approximate retail value of the you, land. You were talking about cash sales, cash versus terms is what you were talking about. Yeah. Always so. go for cash. Okay. That's my theory. All right. So There's some people up? who always go for, yeah. Okay. Some people who always go for contracts. Some people who always go for cash. I'm a cash guy. I'll take it every day of the week. And I don't even care if I have to give a huge discount. So, yeah. So, yeah. Now, uh, our business right now, like I said, we did 30 sales last year. Um, I think it was, I think we had 12 cash sales or something like that. But one of them was basically a cash sale. Uh, it was like a six month contract. So, and that was for four parcels. So basically that'll switch. It would, so I would move our cash sales to 16, but so yeah, where we are with our business basically is, uh, we've got nine properties. We did 30 sales last year. Uh, we have, I think we have 14 contracts right now or something like that, which is, I think we have, oh, we have $2,300, $2,400 a month passive from it right now which is pretty good for it start i mean starting the year we had three four three four hundred or something like that and those both defaulted so not bad um would so if you want to do the math on that after one year we built up to uh let's say let's just say two thousand which means by the the time these first contracts are expiring in four years we should be making $8,000 a month uh, as long as we have the same production the next three years. So, and that would be plenty for us, assuming <laughs> yes. the dollar doesn't crash or something crazy like that happens. So, so yeah, the broad overview is you would find a county. Well, really, the broad overview is buy the toolkit and it'll tell you everything to do. But me telling you the translation of that toolkit is 
find a county, price the land, send offers, buy the property, market the property, sell the property. And that's pretty much it. And like I said, as I mentioned, the three major keys to why I liked this. Well, there's a lot more, but don't have to be an expert. Don't have to have a shitload of money. And well, and it's real estate. Uh, so I, yeah. And so there's no other type of real estate. Maybe there is, but none of the other major types of real estate can say that. Oh, so um, was it the liability thing? Is that what you mean? What do you mean? Like that was why low, like it's not liabilities. You're, it's an asset. Mm, yeah. That was important. Um, so is that one of the three? That's a physical asset. Yeah. What or a real three? asset. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I can't even remember. I thought this was going to be easy. <laughs> but i'm just trying to get you to that third one yeah, yeah. maybe the third don't one was just that it's real estate i don't oh, know okay i think i said it earlier just rewind it <laughs> <laughs> but oh gosh. yeah so it's awesome and like i said yeah we've been doing it for a year and over a year oh yeah yeah sorry yeah one good year <laughs> yeah no we've been doing we actually started in 2017 in uh about november is when we first sent our first mailers out i probably had been researching it since may or something like that it was probably the beginning of the year when i started so the beginning of the year 2017 when i started looking into different cash flow investing things and probably around march i decided on real estate and found some different stuff about that and we looked at some different things we looked at buying properties and renting, uh, looked into mobile home lots and um, storage facilities and all that good stuff. But we went with land and really the only time you get bogged down with land is uh, the technology side of it for pretty much for automating because there's a million different programs you can use. There's Zapier and so many different follow-up boss and active campaign and podio and the list yeah. goes on and on you Different probably have no CRMs. idea what any of those are yeah Me? yeah hubspot and mailchimp and yeah on and on and on and on so yeah that that can be bogging down a little bit yeah. and and taxes you're doing taxes for Ugh. the first time so oh yeah we need a bookkeeper but right now <laughs> yeah maybe next year yeah yeah so right now basically we're we're right in that transition period where uh, I've got to, got to kind of kill it these next few months to secure my place as unemployed. So, self-employed. Oh right, right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see how much I get raked over the coals by the government. Uh, how much of my money they're gonna take from me to do whatever they want with. And so yeah, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? What do you think about the land business? Oh yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's a lot of input. No, I mean, uh, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? Well. Um, what you like about it, we don't like about it? I mean, I like it for all the same reasons you've talked about. Um, that it's not an overly complex business model. You don't have to have a certification or a degree. Low cost of entry. Investing in real assets. So I like it for all those same reasons. Um, mm-hmm. um, it allows you to be mobile. That's a huge one. Yeah, that yeah, that is a huge one. Um, I think for how simple it is, though, if you guys have listened to our podcast, like obviously it's it's not 
it's not so simple it's not like it's not a grind it's not without mm, its mm-hmm. hard uh it's not without its challenges but i mean i believe in the system like i think as long as you're investing time appropriately and if this was making us six figures $100,000 profit per year could you see spending most of your day doing things well I don't want to say most of your day but could you see being more involved and enjoying it I don't know at this point especially when the the point is to remove yourself right from it um it's hard for me to think about, like, because of the state of mind I'm in right now, it's hard for me to picture that. But that's because I'm just not feeling great. So, yeah. Um, even things that I want to do and like to do, like that I enjoy doing, I am having trouble thinking about doing. Right. Um, so, I want to say, yeah, that I'd be involved in and on some level. <laughs> But I don't know. I'm going through a rough patch right now. So kind of just like getting through a day is about all I can think about. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Um, But like assuming I'm feeling good and everything's top notch, then maybe. But I mean, at a certain point, I don't know how much you view yourself as involved in it, depending on what level of success we get. So I feel the same way. I mean. Yeah, like right now, I'm working. I'm probably already working more on it than I thought I would be. Um, I mean, not like you said, because things have been complicated this last month. It's kind of here and there a little bit with it, but yeah, I I'm the same way. I want to want to get it to a level where we can just start outsourcing things and take myself out of it. That's the goal. I was hoping I'd be a little closer to that at this point right now, but you know. Uh, things don't always play out exactly the way you want. And well, it's only like a year later. Like you haven't even been working for yourself for a full year. Yeah, so. I know. But like that's that's the way this business is supposed to work is you're supposed to start taking yourself out of it immediately right away. But because, I don't know, like there's there's some things that I do that I shouldn't because they're just time consuming but not hard. And like, I don't know that, like I do a lot of things. For myself because I don't want to pay someone to do them but like really if I if I did the work to find someone to do it for me I could probably get most things done for you know five bucks here ten bucks there and I know that can add up but yeah I don't know that's figuring that part of it out has been a little bit more difficult than I thought because like you when we get into when I got into this it's basically like oh you learn something you teach it to someone else and then you don't have to do it anymore but like that's not how a lot of it has really worked like a lot of it you teach them and you have to pay them for one. Well, right. And then, well, you've also had mixed experiences with virtual assistants too. Right. Or like um, contracted one-off yeah. situations. So I think part of it is finding a trustworthy person to do the work. Right. And a capable person. It's usually not trustworthiness. It's effectiveness. That's the issue. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, like you, the person you can trust to get the job done? Yeah. Yeah. Right. True. So. But, I mean, all that said, I do think this was a better way to go than other things we were looking at. Oh, right. And I think we're still more successful at this now than we would have been if we were 
If we bought that know. fourplex and rented it out. Yeah. If and we had were flipping houses. Quarter million dollars in debt and yeah, flipping houses, that's just dangerous. <laughs> well, anyway, but yeah, yeah, so I mean, I still believe in it. Like I hope you do. You're the one that's really the well, I'm not going to stop doing it. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but you're the backbone of it and like the the real like you're the well, you're the employee, you're the boss, the, the employee. Yeah. Um our land business will not go out of business until we're financially free. I know that. So even if I if, you know, whatever circumstances arise and I have to get a job again or something like that, it doesn't that doesn't matter. I'm not going to stop doing it until it's our choice whether we stop doing it or not and we'll think about it then but this it's not going to fail cuz I'm not I'm just not going to stop doing it so <laughs> um it's already made us I don't know I got to like I said I'm doing taxes <laughs> but some money yeah not a lot <laughs> uh it's really it's gr- what it's mostly done for our bottom line is grown our net worth because we have all this land that is valuable and we have a lot of money in contracts so we have like, I don't know, $60,000 worth of contracts remaining right now. Like of, I don't know, we might have had like $80,000 worth of contracts or something like that in one year when that's like mm-hmm. more more money than we made combined when we were working full-time jobs in a year. So, and that was with low starting capital. So, yeah, um, it's not glamorous. And we've talked about that before too, early on, like it's, oh yeah. So not having a job is glamorous though. So uh, <laughs> that's all the glamour I need. Oh, but, oh yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant like n- something else. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't sound overly enthused probably, but so maybe that's my bad, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a really great thing. It's just, it kind of, it is what it is. It's a grind for you now and it's not, mm-hmm. um, it's not like something sexy that you're going to watch on TLC. Right. Uh, so, yeah, pretty straightforward, pretty boring, yeah. really, a lot of the time. So. Um, exactly. But. I'm fine with boring. Yeah. Slow and steady, whatever. Yeah. If it means, uh, you know, if right now I can, well, for a while I was working four hour work days and for myself. And uh, even if I can get back to that here in the near future, that's a pretty significant win for me. Yeah. I like it. Sweet. Well, send us your questions about the land business and we can answer them for you. Heck yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll continue to do our best to get these out to you on Mondays. But, you know, shit happens. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Later. Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job. Please remember to support the show by visiting whencanIquitmyjobshow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.